Welcome to a new episode of Evil Live Evil Pod. I'm sorry if you just blasted your ear. I'm trying to tailor the voice a little bit. I can't just contain my excitement. We are officially in the off season. We started off that with last week's episode, just giving a fond farewell, just looking at through the years how Evil Geniuses did in the whole 2022, starting from the lock-in all the way to Worlds where they eventually could not get past the group stage, which, you know, we, we still met expectation. We, of course, we wanted more. We could have had more. And there is absolutely room that we would have been able to get in further. Had things just come together a little bit more cleanly. That's not to say that what we did, uh, our situation with Kaori and Danny, meant that, you know, we couldn't get in. But we certainly would have, uh, you know, there's a lot of what ifs in the, in the back of our mind. Like, you know, what if Danny was still there or maybe if Kaori had more uh, scrim games, have more experience and chemistry with our team together. What would that look like? I think either way, as long as things were to lay out that we get the same situation as all the other teams. Say for C9, of course, what they did was impressive, just needing half a split. But even if we gave Kaori a split, I think things would have been a lot different. And with that said, we still look like the best team that played at Worlds from all the NA teams. And we do not take anything away from that. Now, heading into the offseason, there's a lot in store. I want to talk to a few people, some from Evil Geniuses, others not... So much from Evil Geniuses, but can talk about, you know, what the LCS might look like. So I have a lot of exciting things in store for us. Just tune in. And of course, I want your involvement in all of this because I think listeners and, um, you know, Reddit community, Discord community, all of y'all make our, uh, you know, fan base for what it is. So without further ado, let's get into it. This is a fond Evil Genius farewell episode. We are going to go over some of the favorite things that people have posted about the Evil Geniuses this year. And while I'm still watching Worlds happening right now, it's T1 versus JDG. This is a hype matchup. Um, you know, no, no shame to losing to JDG. They were in our groups necessarily. And T1, we beat them during MSI. So this is a fun game to watch. Uh, but this episode will, of course, be an ode to all our viewers, all our followers, all our fans. Guys, thank you so much for your contributions. I just uh, am overwhelmed by the amount of responses to this post. It's been, you know, upvoted 100%. You know, we got a lot of viewers there um, from the Discord, from the Reddit server. So I'll just read them as they come along. I'll have enough time to go for personal Sherpa says, come on, 
Danny's Penta versus TL is no question the best play of Evil Genius, the best memory he delivered. I think it was definitely my top three of all LCS moment. Very, very much top one in my mind right now because I, I think I still recall some of the hype moments, but nothing like that. Nothing like that. But, uh, you know, can't take that away from it. Joe Spaz, tell us Danny's Baron Pentakill. Of course, we were going to hear a recurring theme. We're going to hear this a lot, that the Pentakill, the Baron Steel, those were just an amazing play throughout all. But he also mentioned there's an inspired Vi 1v3 to end the summer split. That was a crazy play that, you know, the Vi... I don't know if it was a 1v3. I think the Yumi might have been on uh, inspired. But nonetheless, they were all just walking up into Vi's... Uh, you know, destruction. Inspired MVP showed up, showed well. He was still playing at a very high level in Worlds. And then he would say that the EG over T1 win was a memorable, of course. And how can we forget the EG clapping the Mad Lions 3-0, right? It, it is something that, you know, if you had listened to previous episode, Andrea and I talked about how that, how hype that was, how hype it was to see that it gave us the you know the spring feeling again where we just dominated and three old people and we did that to get into the main event um so a lot of a lot of um good moments wyvern 71 mentions that the moment eg qualified for worlds okay i'd say that was probably close to my top if not for the danny penta i think it could overtake it because that moment that best of five against team liquid you just had to hold your breath even down to the wire in the last game, it was still close. We could have lost, you know, right? There's that edge, nice edge. We could have won. There was, it was very 50-50 up until mid-game breakdown, and we smashed them. But just breathing a sigh of relief. We made it. We are in the LCS final, but more importantly, we made it to Worlds. And, you know, what would have been for NA had Evil Geniuses not made Worlds. I don't think any of our other teams would have showed up at Worlds the way we did, all right? And uh, talking about it, then there's a whole chain of going on, people just going back and forth about, you know, Danny um, and Vulcan and their uh, duo together. It's it's up there. You got you to gotta say, for them to achieve what they achieved, it's like in one season, they could be in conversation i think for the 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 duo of like even double lift and core jj right uh, and they went on a tear i'm going to hold off any speculations about what happens next season uh, i want to hear more i want to listen more but um overall i think they what they showed looking back danny and vulcan far exceed most bot laners that i've seen i haven't seen a combo like that that has such great uh combo great synergy and you can appreciate that if you watch every single game, how they grew, how each, every defeat they grew, how every win they also learn. Um, we have Dynasty NA. I think, I think this is a good moment too. Wow. Lots of good moments. He says, overcoming G2 at the very end. The whole team played phenomenally, especially Kaori, and I think it was the best I've seen them play. What makes it my favorite is the way Jojo played against Caps. Never seen that before from any mid laner from NA, including Jensen. Wow. That's that's high praise. I would say maybe close to Jensen. Jensen is, is pretty solid, but Jojo is high upside. There's a lot of excitement in the game that he plays, and I think it's because of his cocky attitude, his, his very... Um, you know, 
very high confidence that you know Jensen is more reserved when you talk to him. I'm sure he Jensen still thinks he's the best mid laner, and I don't blame him. JoJo for me, absolutely number one in our hearts, number one in NA LCS. He played with zero fear and hesitation and aimed to try to win the lane on every wave. That's what he does. Try to solo kill Caps multiple times. Everyone else I have ever seen from any shies away from actually contesting and pressing Caps 1v1 like they are terrified of being embarrassed by him. Yeah. They always just wait for their jungler to show up and try to do something. Even if they have a strong matchup, they always just let him farm and play reactively as F until he inevitably 1v9s him by him being uh, caps right he would eventually 1v9 uh, maybe it was because they were 0-3 at that point and so they were desperate but I hope he plays like that for the rest of his career because that showed he can legitimately be a world-class mid laner also when G2 tried to strong side the Izzir and brought Yankos and Targamas to lurk top for the entire mid game he shows incredible improvement by not falling for it a single time and he even re-engaged to turn it around on them as soon as as he had a look super noob 64 agrees the narrative of jojo pion i we have someone special here right jojo pion will be special i hope he's an evil genius for life i can't guarantee it with anything of that nature but the way he plays is what i want any to grow into the capability of being fearless the capability of not shying away from strong matchup and have the confidence to be like hey i will dive in i will do this and i will uh, not be afraid of you holy crap this t1 game is amazing i don't know how you know they want a team fight and then now jdg just turns it around Ooh, this is gonna be oh yeah gal just got smacked of course he took someone with him man these teams are like going back and forth uh continuing on uh Paid by Stevis uh, replied to that same post saying, same, if he got solo kill on Caps, it would have been great. Missed by a millimeter. This is not their first matchup. They've played through MSI. They've lost every match. We played through the group, uh, play in stage, the group stage. The first round, we lost to G2. We got smacked around. And yet, JoJo is not afraid. He is coming back. And he's not coming back with recklessness. I've seen a lot of players try to be reckless because they're like i gotta do something gotta make something happen no jojo was confident in the way he engaged caps and uh, it, the confidence is also so shown in this team they are not afraid even no matter how many times they have lost no matter how badly they got stomped in a game before that they come back tried things tried something different tried something new and eventually just showed up better than g2 they smacked them around they rotated well and just just very fun very fun uh gandalard crom says the eg versus t1 at msi was the entire fun game to watch i agree uh that was a good one i wouldn't put that in the top just because of the implications t1 was already locked in eg was already eliminated by a sense uh that game it felt like we had a clear stomping so it's fun to see it's always fun to see a stomping especially against a korean team especially against a team that has world's aspiration right uh but at the same time you gotta question the motivation and the preparedness prepared prepare, how they prepared for that uh which was probably a meaningless game for team one well not so much for seeding they were already like you know uh in the next stage but certainly that didn't really matter for them too much uh T1's going to get smacked down in game one. 
Yeah, Elder Dragon, OP, man. All right, Jeff Bayer mentioned, so far EG had a dominating day one of the group stages. I'm hoping it carries through to the main event and we can be discussing of our favorite moments from the grand finales. It was a great dream. It was a very, very nice pipe dream. It was just not quite there yet. But um, yeah, we got a lot of uh, praises. Somehow our Dota fans are also sneaking in, chiming in. You know what? I'll give Dota a watch. I think Evil Geniuses is growing as an organization. We'll have Valorant. We'll have Rocket League. We'll have uh, Dota. Potentially, if I find myself time or if I find myself a team to talk about all these different things, we'll cover all the different esports that we're involved in. But for now, we'll just focus on G T um, LCS. Peter Dunn actually replied to this post, and we've talked about this extensively in the last episode, so please give it a listen. Go download. It has a lot of good memories, and I'll post the link again in the show notes because I, I want all of you to kind of look into what Peter mentioned. He posted a lot of different examples with Twitter, with YouTube. For him, wow, the the <laughs> Danny Penta didn't really register for him as a top play because he's seen it so much. I am so jealous to be able to that he gets to watch their scrims and to no mention that this is what Danny does. The pentakill after pentakill after pentakill. He's the penta prince. And that's not just, you know, just just a hyperbole. He actually does it in scrims against other pros. So we got a Nephilus YS, EG celebrating winning spring 3 0 Everyone in the LCS playoff, uh, we got we had the 3-1 fly quest. We had to be kind to them. But essentially, we loser's bracket run was perfection. What an ending to such an amazing loser's bracket run for their first LCS title. That is a, that, that definitely. It's our first. It's immort forever immortalized. 2022 spring it belongs to Evil Geniuses. You just had so many great moments this year highlighted by many other comments here. And to make up hard to just to pick one. We have Demonite saying beating G2. Justice Cactus says Danny Baron Steel inspired solo killing. EG finally beating G2. And EG winning against T1. So all these memories are forever going to be ours. 2022 was a fantastic year. We got our first split title. We finished number one in summer. We got to Worlds. We beat G2. Uh, Putting to rest this like nonsense of uh, you know EU better than NA, we are just as good, if not close to being overtaking EU. I think we can do this by next year. We can definitely do this if we continue to show improvement. I just need the rest of the NA to catch up, catch up to us. You know, do some you know good scouting, bring in some, develop some NA talent, bring in some import to give support to your team. That's our formula, and that's how we hope to continue on the the you know the trend to making na even better to improve not just the our team but the lcs ecosystem as a whole so that will be it for the show kind of a short show but like i said uh, we had a lot to discuss last week i hope you listened to that show uh, we need to say a fond farewell to a lot of our coaches, uh, Rigby, Turtle, uh, even our academy coach, I would believe. Uh, Peter Dunn, I'm hearing that he's finding himself into Team Heretics in EU, so ugh, maybe EU does get a little bit stronger again. Hated to see that happen, but you know he is originally uh, made his bread in EU, showing up uh, with Splice. So maybe, maybe our... 
next year we will face each other and that will be a bittersweet and we hope we crush them because he left us with good game planning good structure a good uh, host of talent and we're hoping to take that to the very next level so guys just thank you so much for contributing and thank you so much for listening and our show will continue throughout the off season i got guests lined up i know for sure there will be a jojo pyun special to be talked about i'm hoping to find out other specials like to talk about different players probably have andrea over again to talk about inspired and we'll just dedicate one show to a player but also bring in some again as i mentioned non-eg fans to talk to us a little bit about free agency upcoming talent kiori staying are we gonna nap someone do we need to replace anyone i hope we just keep the team together because they're fun to be together and especially wanting to see danny back is um is a, it's a want i do it's a pentaprince um if not i do hope that nobody else gets him and he makes the right decision to continue resting and uh, enjoy a good career something to related to league because he is he is just amazing like that so with that said um i thank you all if you want to be a guest if you want to come on to the show uh let me know hit me up on twitter at live evil pod um evil geniuses podcast at yahoo.com is the email uh hit me up on reddit i'm usually there posting this episode give me a you know a thumbs up a, a suggestion maybe you want to hear from some guests I'm, I'm trying here i will definitely make the attempt to ask someone to come into the show to talk about something that you want to listen to and we'll fill the off season with great content thank you so much folks until next time live evil evil